Welcome back to our weight loss series on the podcast. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, last week I announced that for the month of March, we are talking all about weight loss and body change. So I have a series of episodes to release for you to help you prepare, to help you enjoy, to help you simplify the approach to body change and weight loss. So last week we talked about your brain holding you back and the stories and beliefs that you have surrounding weight loss and how that affects your approach to weight loss. Today, it's time to understand the steps or stages of weight loss. This is a more of a practical episode, although you know me, I can't help but include mindset things, Um, but it's going to help you understand kind of the outline and what weight loss could look like in your life and and the stages of body change okay and I have another announcement that I shared last week I'm really excited we're getting even closer to our spring into weight loss challenge I'm so excited we're kicking everything off the week of March 20th okay and what we're going to do is focus on creating habits that support sustainable weight loss We're going to be working on getting our mindset in the right place and you will walk away with a tangible exercise and nutrition plan and the skills to continue the plan to fit your lifestyle so that you can get the results that you want. This is a very tangible, you will get something out of it, you will create a plan based on your goals, based on your needs, based on your desired lifestyle, and we're gonna work with you through that. We're going to have some workshops and implementation time. So we do not just wanna throw a bunch of information at you in this challenge, but instead help you create the plan that fits your needs, your wants, your goals, and walk away knowing exactly how to implement it so that you can get the results that you're looking for. I'm really excited for this. I really should charge for this. As you know, our our challenges are really, really good. I always try to make sure that it's worth your time to show up because I know that time is truly the most valuable resource we have. So I'm really excited for this. I hope you'll get really excited for us and join us at a woman of wellness dot com forward slash spring or you can find um, the link in the show notes and can I ask one thing invite a friend with you when we do things with our friends we tend to show up a little bit more and we can talk to each other and you'll have you'll make plenty of friends in the challenge group of course too there will be lots of women um, you know solo there but just know that um, if you can find a friend or a sister or a, a neighbor or, or a mother or something to join you, we'd love to have as many women as we can in this, in this challenge to help, um, help us shift the narrative of weight loss and body change to understanding, to, to a place of self-love, from a place of self-love, self-appreciation, and learning the principle of nourishing your body to change, nurturing your body to change, instead of the traditional way of shaming our body to change. That's what the traditional weight loss path looks like for a lot of people, right? Shaming, getting out of our bodies. And we're going to learn how to work with our unique bodies to create the changes that we want. So it's a very gentle approach to weight loss. And I hope if you're here, that's what you want to feel. 
is a gentle, lifestyle-based, sustainable approach to body change and weight loss. Please join us in the challenge. I'd love to have you there. Oh, womenofwellness.com forward slash spring. And let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect, and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Let's talk about the stages of sustainable weight loss. And I'm going to try to make this episode not too long (laughs) because there are a lot of different places we can go. There is not one right way to lose weight, but there are some commonalities. There are some guidelines, okay? So first and foremost, We need to understand the difference between quick weight loss and sustainable weight loss and the implications of both, okay? Because it's likely you're here and you've been in a position where you have wanted to lose weight quickly, or maybe you're there right now, right? You feel that desperation to lose weight quickly. And we need to look at what the pros and cons of both are. (laughs) Okay. So I want to quickly work through that. And then we're going to talk about the different approaches to weight loss, the stages of weight loss and all of that. Um, and again, this can be, you know, really if, if weight loss is a trigger word for you, we can, we can step into the idea of like body change, right? Creating change in my body. So the pros of quick weight loss, it's quick, right? It's quick. You usually follow a pretty strict plan. So you don't have to think much, right? You don't have to think about it much. So it's just really easy to kind of like, quote, easy to follow, even though sometimes it's not easy to follow, but it's like easy to follow because it's written out for you, right? Um, We get satisfied quicker. We lose weight quicker, right? Um, Cons, it usually doesn't last very long. It's usually pretty strict, right? Some of these pros and cons are basically the same thing. It's strict so I can follow it easily. It's strict. And that means it's really hard to maybe eat that way. Um, it usually requires me to create, create like a big change in my life up front, like really quickly. If I want it to be quick, um, I need to create quick change and I need to overhaul my diets 
or my habits overnight. Um, pros and cons of sustainable weight loss. Pros. It stays off longer, right? I'm not going up and down. I can sustain it. It's usually a little bit easier for me to maintain because I can, I've learned how to maintain it. So my lifestyle is a little more gentle, a little more basic, right? Like I have habits in place. It, um, it helps me not be in this place of like up and down, right? Like I feel really content. I feel happy. Cons, it takes a little bit longer. You don't always have a very specific plan to follow. It's not strict, right? And sometimes that requires you to implement some of your own strategies, your own habits. Um, Time, what else did I say? Time, um, not as strict. Um, Those are probably the biggest ones. Um, You know, it takes a little bit more of your own energy to create those habits rather than just following a specific plan. So it's important that we just like identify these because we need to understand why you have that drive for quick weight loss, right? It's, I'll get that immediate satisfaction. It will come quickly, right? I don't have to think about it. Someone else wrote the plan for me and I, I, I get the results right away. But also that means that I've got to overhaul my life and I have to eat certain foods and maybe I struggle with that. And, you know, it's really hard to say sustain. Like, how do I keep going with that plan? And so it, it really is to coming to a place of understanding, like, there are pros and cons of both. And we have to decide where we want to be, Right. And if you're like, hey, I just want someone to write me a plan for the rest of my life. I just want to follow something. Great. This is not the space for you. And I'm not offended if you want to unsubscribe. Um, But but we have to understand like how we want to approach it. And around here, we have a lifestyle-based approach, right? We are looking to create sustainable change with a lifestyle that we enjoy living and habits that fit that lifestyle. Okay? So... You have, I guess my goal in sharing that really was to help you identify why we are drawn to that quick weight loss, right? It really does produce some of those quick results, but we know that we are, you know, deep down looking for those long-term results and we want to be able to sustain rather than existing in ups and downs, right? Existing in weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, weight gain versus like being in a place where we are comfortable and and our body kind of stays neutral, right? Our body stays um, more constant and we've matched our habits with our lifestyle and therefore our body matches our habits. So really the goal with weight loss here is sustainability and a lifestyle that you want to live. The habits that you can sustain will create the body, will create a certain body, right? So if you have a habit, if you have a habit of like, for example, athletes, like this is a really good example. Athletes, think about the habits that athletes have. They work a lot. They eat specific nutrition for their bodies and most athletes have bodies that match their sport, right? Think about it. Uh, sprinters, they have typically bigger, um, fast-twitch muscle fibers. So their um, muscles tend to be a little bit more 
I don't know, bigger, like they're, um, what's the word? Hypertrophy. Like their, their muscles are, are bigger. And then long distance runners tend to be a lot thinner. And I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Um, but this is physiology and I won't bore you too much with the details, but you'll notice that, you know, long distance runners have really thin bodies, right? They need muscles that sustain them long-term. And those are our slow twitch muscle fibers. They're not quite as, they don't bulk up. Um, but, but, um, uh, sprinters need those fast twitch muscle fibers. And, and that's where we get some of that hypertrophy of the muscle. And so you recognize that you can see it physically in an athlete because they're usually very fine tuned in their sport. You can see their like physically how their body matches the lifestyle that they're living. Swimmers think about the, the size of their upper body versus their lower body, right? Or someone that walks, someone that runs, someone that hikes, someone that swims, like there's so many different things. And so what's going to happen is your body's going to match the habits that you have. If you're continually overeating, your body's going to continually gain weight. If you're continually undereating, your body's going to continually lose weight. If you're eating um, more cookies, you maybe you're going to look a different way than if you're eating more fruits and vegetables. Like, do you understand this concept? And so there's a lot of different approaches to weight loss. And we're not going to, we're not going to like cover everything today. Um, just because it really is an individual effort and hopefully that doesn't trigger you and be like, ah, (laughs) that's frustrating, you know, but it, it's really about creating the weight loss that supports how you want to live. And if I come in and I, and someone told me, Hey, the best way to lose weight is to go swim laps every day. I'd be like, well, I'm not going to do that. Like it just won't work for me. Right. And so the goal here is that you're going to find an approach that works for you according to how you want to show up. And remember from last week's episode, we talked about training our brain to commit to a new way of thinking that this is possible for me in the way that I want to do it. So there's two different approaches to weight loss. And it's likely maybe you've heard me talk about this a couple times on the podcast, but we have a lifestyle and habits-based approach, okay? When we just look at it from this perspective, it's all about changing our habits to align with the body that we want to have, okay? If we want to lose weight, but we tend to sit on the couch more, Those two things don't go together, right? So we start creating a change of habits. We change our lifestyle. I'm going to move my body more. Moving my body more causes more calories to burn, which can lead to weight loss. I see myself overeating consistently at dinner. I eat past fullness. Well, what is going to happen? Your body's going to gain weight. So a habits-based approach is listening to my hunger and fullness and stopping when I'm 80% full, right? So the lifestyle and the habits approach is usually kind of what I call the first approach to weight loss because it's the easiest thing to change. We look for inconsistencies in our lifestyle and align them with the the woman of wellness and the vision that we want to have, right? If I want my body to change, I need to make some changes, 
I have to choose to get off the couch and go move my body. I have to choose to plan my meals instead of eat on the go. And that makes me snack more. That makes me eat out more, right? There's some pros and cons here, right? The pros are that it's a little bit, it's a little bit lower of a barrier for a lot of women, right? It's it's easier to, instead of come in and be like, we're going to overhaul everything and we're going to change everything, right? It's looking for little tweaks that you can change. This is for someone if they're feeling like, you know, maybe I'm overwhelmed with life right now, or I'm busy, or I'm in a season that it doesn't feel easy for me to change a lot of habits. I'm going to look for some habits to change, right? It's, it's a lower barrier of entry. Um, it's more sustainable. Um, it, it is, it's just not quite as difficult, right? We just create some of those, those, ch- um, changes as we go. Some cons here, right? It's a little bit of a slower approach. We might not see significant weight loss numbers, depending on how many habits you change. Of course, we might not see like big upfront numbers. This might take a little bit longer. Okay. The other option, um, or a different approach to weight loss. And I like to think of this as like the next tier or like when we're ready for this, we usually start with this, this habits change. The next tier from there is intentional approach, taking an intentional approach. I'm intentionally stepping into a weight loss phase or change for a certain number of weeks, right? And pros here is that we, we might see more specific results, right? We'll see quicker results. Um, we'll, we'll start to see, um, changes happening and it's more obvious. It's also time bound. Sometimes we like Um, having that structure to it, right? It brings some structure to an approach. Cons here, it might be a little bit more difficult, right? We have to, we have to pay more attention to what we're eating and how we're exercising. We we might have to track some things. We might have to measure some things, right? Taking that intentional approach and being very intentional requires more of us. And neither is better or worse, but understanding that when we are stepping into intentional change, we have to be intentional about things. So those are kind of the two different approaches. And when I, when I coach women through this, I really say, let's look at your lifestyle first. When you come into the, um, wellness Academy, we have what we call a start where you are journal. And it's kind of like an awareness journal and you track all your habits for one week, just what you are doing normally. And then we look for inconsistencies, right? We look for where are our habits and where do I want them to be? What do I need to change? And for most women, that's a really gentle approach, right? It's not this overhaul. It's not this insane change. It's not overwhelming. It's a, it's an approach to say, okay, I want to change some of these habits. And then as we tweak some of these habits, we can step into some intentional body, um, weight loss stages, And that requires a little bit more effort. So if you're just starting out, what I recommend is identifying your current habits, seeing those inconsistencies between the body that you want, right? Or the weight loss that you want, what, what's not helping you get there and change those habits first. And you'll see some natural weight loss occur typically. Um, depending on how much you have to lose and all of that, you, you'll likely see some natural weight loss occur when you change those habits. 
And then when we want to fine tune or we see that there's a plateau happening or our habits are in alignment, then we can step into more of that intentional approach, that intentional change of I'm going to step into this for four weeks or six weeks, right? And be a little bit more strict and see how my body shifts and changes and then return to maintenance and then maybe get back into um, a cut, which I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but that's what I wanted to start with is these different approaches and where, where should you start? Meet yourself where you are. Where are you right now? Does it feel like a lot to try to step into six weeks of a, of a weight loss phase? Then let's look at your habits and just see what we can change for now. And then invite that intentional change in when we feel a little bit more ready right? When we're emotionally ready, when we're physically ready, you know, I always recommend like, don't try to do it during the holidays. Usually it's a time of abundance. Like think about, think about those times of life where it might be a little bit easier to be strict, stricter, or, you know, more intentional. So we just have to meet ourselves where we are. And if you are new, or if you're trying to recover or heal your relationship with food and your body, I recommend taking this habits approach first. Okay. So I got a little bit ahead of myself, but let's talk through, um, the stages of weight loss here. The first stage, um, is what I'm calling kind of the boring stage, but it's like crucial. It's kind of like building a foundation for a house. (laughs) If you try to build the house without the foundation, we all know what's going to happen, right? A slight wind comes, things get messy, and it's going to tip over. Like we just have to have that foundation built in order to then build from there. And that's kind of what we were talking about with the lifestyle and the habits approach. And I call it our priming stage or our preparation stage. The goal here is to get to a place of weight maintenance, like a status of weight maintenance where you feel like you are not up and down all the time. And if you have a history of dieting, it's likely that you exist in the up and down, right? Well, in order to create sustainable weight loss, the most important, the key, the number one key to your success is the ability to thrive in weight maintenance. Your ability to maintain your weight is more important than your ability to lose weight. Because if you can maintain the weight, then you can enter any amount of weight, like a cut or a gain, right? If you want to build muscle, like anything, if you know how to maintain your weight. So when we're priming and preparing our body for weight loss, we are looking for weight maintenance. And I say, you know, if you can, if you can have a few months, like three months of just feeling like your body is pretty main maintenance, right? It's, it's, it's staying pretty consistent. Your weight's staying consistent, depending on how much dieting, how much damage might be to your body anywhere from maybe three to six months. But we want to come to a place of weight maintenance. How do we do this? Well, there are some key factors here that play a big role. And, and these factors are things that we we um, discussed in, in the Wellness Academy. The first is sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, your body's never going to change in the way that it needs to. There's too many physiological things that happen with sleep deprivation that hold your body back from weight loss and also cause problems with cravings, cause problems with your hunger and fullness cues, like just all of that. So If your sleep is off, 
no amount of weight loss protocol is going to help because you're just going to return. So sleep. And again, if you're like, okay, I need to work on these things, right? This, this podcast is like, I can share it, but if we want to work on them, that's where you join us in the wellness Academy is like, how do I implement a better sleep habit in my life? How do I get more sleep? That's what we talk about. And we talk more about what we're going to talk about here. Consistent nutrition. We need to know that your body is fed, that you're not living in a deficit constantly, that you're not depriving your body of nutrition so that you, food is allowed, you're consistently feeding your body. That is important. And guess what? Sometimes if you go from a place of strict and restriction and you're under feeding for so long and then you start eating food to hunger levels, you might gain some weight. And I know in the diet world, that is so scary. But when our body is in a place of healing, we need to shift our thinking to see that weight gain is not a bad thing because your body is creating some healing. So if you've consistently, you're consistently underfed and now we're bringing in this concept of you need to feed your body, we need to give it fuel, then you might see some weight loss. And we're going to talk about metabolic adaptation in a minute, but we've got to start feeding our bodies. Okay. And we talk about, you know, how do we meal plan? Um, how do we get consistent nutrition? What if we live in diet cycle? We talk about all of those things in the wellness academy. Stress. This is similar to sleep. If your cortisol levels are high, your body's not going to lose weight. If you're not managing your emotions and your stress, it's not going to matter. Okay. Movement. You have movement, but not to the extreme. If you have a lifestyle of movement where maybe you've lost your period or it's really extreme, um, you know, amenorrhea, like those kinds of things, you're overdoing it and your body is not in a good place. So sometimes there's like a sweet spot for a movement. And if you're in a place where you're over overdoing it and you feel like your hormones are out of whack, maybe you are without a period, we need to drop it to below 30 minutes and more gentle, not so extreme weight loss so that our bodies can regulate. If you're sitting on the couch and you're doing nothing, we need to increase our movement and move our bodies and um, support them with more movement. Okay. So there is a little bit of a sweet spot there with movement, um, but we need to start learning how to move our bodies. And those are some of the, the four core habits that we talk about inside the Wellness Academy. But the idea here is that you are making some new habits and lifestyle changes because those come first. If you step into an intentional change, for example, maybe when you've done a diet in the past, if you haven't created those as part of your habits, then as soon as you're done with the diet, you're just going to revert, right? You're going to gain the weight back because you haven't built that, that foundation. So priming and preparation of weight loss. The goal is to be in a weight maintenance state, state status, stage, whatever, um, for a good three to six months, making sure you're getting adequate amounts of sleep. You're consistently feeding, um, your body, we, we can fine tune and tweak nutrition, you know, in any, any point, but we do need our bodies to be fed. Okay. They can't be deprived. Um, managing your stress, getting in a, a good amount of movement. These are going to be such key 
factors. So that's the priming or preparation stage, okay? Then we have the change stage. And there's a couple different ways, and I, I don't wanna complicate this, so I'm going to make it as simple as possible today. There's a couple places that we enter intentional change, and it depends on where you're coming from. If you are in a place where you have dieted for a long time, you generally undereat, right? Your calories are pretty low, you exist at low calories. Well, in order, if we came in and said, okay, well, weight loss works calories in, calories out, so you need to eat less calories. If you're already existing at really low calories, it doesn't make logical sense for us to drop your calories more, right? Because at some point, like, we can't drop them anymore. Your body needs calories to function. If you are in that space where you have some healing to happen, if you're eating Honestly, I mean, every body size is different, so this is hard to generalize, but if you're generally eating like less than, uh, how can I generalize this, like 1,500 to 2,000 calories and you're not really short, um, then um, you're probably underfed and you've gotten yourself to that place from constantly dieting, right? If you're in that space, here's what the problem is, is your metabolism has matched that. So your metabolism has dropped. But the cool thing about metabolism is it's always capable of change. No matter what your age, it can be adapted. So we need to step into a state of metabolic adaptation. You may have heard of this in the macro world, the diet world of a reverse diet. Okay. What is a reverse diet? It's, um, the goal here is to recover your metabolic rate. So we need kind of like a fire. So think about a fire. If you don't put fuel on it, right? Wood, then it starts to fizzle out. So the less wood you're putting in it, the smaller the fire. And we need to kind of like ignite that metabolism and say, yeah, you can function at your best. And from a physiological standpoint, the best place you can be is what we call high energy flux, where you're moving your body a lot, you're burning a lot of calories, and you're eating a lot of calories. And your body is like maximum, it's working at its best, right? It's like a machine. We need to, we need to fuel that machine. And when you drop those calories so low, that machine is just like, blah, 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 blah. You know, like it's just not working. And so when we look at entering a place of, of weight loss, if you exist in low calories, we need to recover your metabolic rate and not lose weight right now. And I know that it's hard to hear. Okay. And, and it's okay. It's okay. Emotions are allowed around here, but we need to recover that metabolic rate to get you to be able to eat more calories and you can still lose weight. We're not saying, you know, we're not saying like that's the end of it. But the idea is, is that we're teaching your metabolism how to work, how to increase. So when do we do it? If we, if we are in a place of underfed, if we feel like we can't drop our calories any lower, we need to do a reverse diet. This looks something like increasing calories about a hundred or so a day for a few weeks at a time. 
and monitoring what your body is doing. And you're going to get to a place, you might see some weight gain, and you're going to get to a place where your body is a little bit more maintenance. And then we can initiate what we're going to talk about is a cut or a, you know, a drop of weight, a drop of calories. So it's kind of funny. Maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you haven't, but we need to teach our bodies. We need to recover that metabolic rate. Like we need to understand that our metabolism needs to increase because we can't drop any lower. And so at some point we just won't be able to drop any lower and you're not going to see any weight loss happening. Right? So the best place you can be is actually eating a lot and moving a lot. And that's going to fuel your body. And then from that place, we can drop calories. So if you're in that space, um, take hope that you can recover your metabolism. It can get higher. Um, we can get to a place where you can eat more and still lose weight, which sounds crazy, but that's what we've got to do. We've got to train that metabolism and it takes some time. Okay. This takes some time and it's okay. Time is your friend. It's taken a long time to get here. It's not going to take nearly as long to change it as it did to get here, but it is going to take some time. So what you're looking for is increasing calories a little bit at a time. And we're looking to get to a place where we are essentially like maintaining weight. But what you might see is you know, what our goal here is that we're not necessarily gaining, um, more body fat, but we're gaining the right amount of, you know, muscle tissue and all of that. And so, um, the scale might be gaining weight, but your measurements might not change. So you're going to like, hopefully feel that your body is like, it's not, it does that make sense. It's like this, the scale's potentially going to change, but the hope is that we kind of get to this place of like, my body is, is functioning at its best and we're, we're gaining the right kinds of weight. Um, so again, I don't want to go into like super, super specifics on this podcast cause it could take all day, but just know that that is, um, something we can help you with in the Academy and, um, help you get to a place where that metabolism is back. And maybe you felt that like you don't want to drop your calories anymore. or You feel like you don't eat enough food that's a really common thing. We don't think about it that much because diet culture teaches us to just drop calories. But the reality is, is like, we don't always need to drop calories. We're not always in a position to drop calories. If let's move on. If you're in a place where, you know, you are well-fed or maybe you are consistently overeating and you're finding yourself gaining weight and you are eating plenty of calories, then we go into quote a cut right? We drop, we look for opportunities to drop our calories slightly. And this is pretty basic. We choose a time frame anywhere from two. I wouldn't go longer than 12 weeks. Um, there's lots of reasons for that. The biggest one is that it's kind of hard to maintain for that long. We get, we get burnout, right? So anywhere from the two to 12 week mark, as you step into the intentional change, you intentionally drop some of those calories and you start looking for change. And then when that time, when that, um, time frame is done or when you get burned out, right, you set that, set that goal, um, to be able to main, to be able to go within the time frame you set or choose to, um, change the time frame based on your compliance, right? We want to be compliant. 
Then we, once we're done with the cut, we step into a maintenance. So we maintain our weight. We kind of recover those, we recover um, and, and maintain. And then we step into another cut. And depending on how much weight we have to lose, we kind of go back and forth between, you know, maintaining, refueling, cutting, maintaining, refueling, cutting. Like we kind of just do that until you've reached kind of your goal and you can get to a place of maintenance. That's the goal. That's the ultimate goal is like you feel like you can maintain the weight that you're at. Your habits match. Your habits match your body, right? Or I guess I should say your body matches your habits. You're happy with the habits you're performing um, and you don't, you know, maybe you don't want to change the habits. So you also have to get to a place of being happy with where your body's at, right? And understanding that those have to come together. If you don't want to do this particular habit, we can't expect our body to look this particular way right? If you only like, well, I mean, we, we kind of talked about the example of the athletes, right? So like, if you want to be a walker, that's great. You might not have the same quote chiseled body as someone that is weightlifting every day, right? And we have to be okay with that because we're doing what we love and that's good. So your body's going to match the habits. And the goal is that you're in a place of maintenance where your body exists to perform in the way that you want it to perform, to do the things that you want it to do, to feel good, right? To have the energy. We talk about non-scale victories. I don't think we talk about non-scale victories enough because weight loss and dieting is all about, you know, what number is on the scale? What's my circumference? What my body fat numbers? But what about those things of like, I have energy, I feel good. I feel confident. I can do the things that I love to do with the body that I have. And here's the thing. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to go here, but here we go. I'm going here. You don't have to lose another pound if you can still show up for the life that you want to live. You don't have to lose weight to go hiking. You don't have to lose weight to go swimming. There are instances I understand where sometimes our body weight does hold us back. Yes. And creating that change can help us move freer. Absolutely. There are also times where we blame weight loss for not doing the things we want to do. Or we we blame weight for not being able to do the things that we want to do. It's because of my weight. I can't go swimming. I don't want to be in a, in a swimming suit. Right? Or I can't be a good hiker because of my weight. Absolutely not. You can still physiologically, cardiovascularly train your body to hike and to run right? So don't let your body weight hold you back unnecessarily. Again, there are instances where it does. And I understand that too. And sometimes that does require some change. But a lot of times we place blame on the weight when we realize that we can go out and do those things already. We can nurture that body and change it. And I love it because we just today... Again, I didn't think I was going here, but we just, uh, today I read a comment in our Wellness Academy community who, um, she was sharing that she for so long didn't think she could go hiking because her body wasn't where it was supposed to be. It didn't match what she thought a hiker's body was supposed to be. And she's been sharing how she goes hiking now and she feels good and her body feels good and she she doesn't have she didn't have to drop all the weight in order to enjoy the hike and to enjoy her body 
So just know that, remember that weight loss is not always a requirement. It's not always something that we have to do to become our healthiest. Okay? And you can get yourself to a place wherever that is for you that you can feel your healthiest and know that it doesn't also have to correlate to weight. And sometimes we put so much pressure on our weight when we realize there are so many other non-scale victories that we can show up and do with our bodies. So don't forget that piece. I know we're talking a lot about weight loss this month and in our challenge, but don't forget that piece that sometimes it's actually just about changing the habits and feeling good in our bodies and letting our body do its thing. Letting letting it naturally change and knowing that that's okay as well. Why do we have unre- why do we have expectations that our body has to look a certain way to do a certain thing? It comes from diet culture. Okay? So that was my sign tangent. What do we do now? So let's say let's let's come back from the tangent there. And let's say you wanted you want to step into weight loss. What do you do if you feel a little overwhelmed? Because I can understand where some of this can feel a little overwhelming. And here's what I want you to do. If you're overwhelmed or if you feel like you're not sure where to start, start with simple weight loss habits. What habits will support body change? And this is identifying your current habits and where it's out of alignment with the woman that you want to be, right? The woman of wellness you want to be and maybe some of the goals that you have. If you're going home from work and sitting on the couch and overeating every night, that's not going to lead to weight loss, right? That's going to lead to weight gain. So just starting there with simple habit shifts, meeting yourself where you are, not going from the couch to five days of CrossFit a week, right? That's too much of a jump. But meeting yourself where you are, going from the couch to a 15-minute walk every day. Do you see the di- see, see how we can meet ourselves where we are? Or not going from never planning your meals to trying to plan seven meals a, a night, seven me- meals a week, but instead saying, I'm going to try to plan three meals a week, right? Meet yourself where you are and add as you're capable. So I would start there. Okay. Start by shifting those habits and then we can tweak and fine tune. Um, you know, that's where some of that can come in. But when you've built that foundation, that tweaking and that fine tuning will be so much easier, so much simpler and so much longer lasting. And we're going to help you start with these simple weight loss habits in the challenge. And if you decide to join us inside our wellness academy, Because that's what we focus on is creating those habits that support the change that you want. Because ultimately, just like I was saying before, the ultimate goal is to feel good in your body and with your habits. And it won't matter what the scale says if that's how you feel. It won't matter because you're matching the way that you want to show up. Okay, so I hope to see you in the challenge. Invite your friend with friends to join us. 
Um, we're going to be working on some of these, these simple shifts. You're going to walk away with um, a plan specific for you to, to create those, those change of habits. So hope I'll see you in there and then I'll be back with another episode next week. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.